You ready to beat your bookmaker? Well, then it's time to follow the model. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Follow the Model podcast. I'm your host, Colin Thaw, founder of Thawball, and as always, we have the architect of the model on the line. Gates, how you doing? We're doing great. We're riding the Michigan wave. We took that into last week, had a four and two week, and we're going to keep building. We're going to keep building. We're riding that. We're riding some great futures that we still have in play. Just all around great times. We're loving it. Love it. Yeah, let's go back to last week, the wild card round of the playoffs. You were feeling good about the model, and it bore fruit in the first round of the playoffs. Started super hot. Saturday, 2-0. We were talking about a 13-0 undefeated run through the playoffs. It was not to be, though, because of those Dallas Cowboys doing what they always do. Dak and the boys, epic choke job. Nothing the model can do about that. I mean, unless you put some kind of choke factor into the numbers. Maybe next year you might have to. What do you got to say about last week? Like you said, started off really hot. Two pretty easy wins. Really felt great about both of those. And I knew going into the game that, you know, the Cowboys always choke. I think just next year, it's just you got to stay away. I don't, I don't care what the model says. You got to stay away. This, this is what this franchise is. I, I knew it going in, but just kind of threw my hands up and said, you know, that that can't really be a reason again, can it? But of course it did. Both Dak and McCarthy. I can't believe they brought back McCarthy for another season. It as a Giants fan, it made me smile ear to ear. That team, mark my words, will never ever even get to a Super Bowl let alone win it. It's it's an absolute joke. But moving on from there, uh, the Bills game got moved to Monday. So the Bills had a, had a really nice win as well. Got a little nervous at the end with the cover, but they pulled through. I think they showed their true colors. We knew that Mason Rudolph was going to be in trouble. And really the only reason that that game actually was close to covering was the Bills got decimated on defense. I mean, their entire linebacker core is out. And that's a little preview into this week. But they are struggling on defense with all those injuries. And made us, the Rudolph started finally moving the ball there in the second half. Then, you know, the, the couple last games, the, the Rams came through for us and, and covered that three and a half. It was really a close game. I think that was kind of what we thought, right? It was, it was a coin flip game. Could have gone either way. And that's why we wanted to take the three and a half. Rams easily could have won that game. It was really the Lions D made some crucial stops in the red zone and the Lions ended up scoring touchdowns. That was really the difference. And then the Eagles, these NFC East teams, the Eagles were, it was really, I will say the Eagles are the one team the model could not figure out. I mean, we talked about the Jets and the Falcons, but in terms of teams that actually, there's no explanation for this. I don't think we've ever really seen a team that coming off a Super Bowl went 10 and one and looked pretty dominant, looked like the same exact team as last year. And then for no true rhyme or reason, just completely collapsed. It, it's hard to put a finger on and to understand why, besides maybe some locker room chemistry issues or something going on. Maybe Jalen Hurts was banged up, but uh, it, it's hard to say exactly what happened here. I mean, that that was just an, an awful collapse, and the Bucks didn't look good at all. I mean, that Eagles team, it, it was atrocious by the end. That was one of the worst five teams in the league, just from an eye test. So, again, another preview to this week that I think the Bucks are, are the worst team left in the playoffs, and um, we're going to take advantage of that. 
Yeah, you said it. It it boggles the mind what happened to Philly. And that's my thought, too, is something had to be going on in that locker room. Sirianni always felt like kind of a ha- – didn't have the whole feel of the locker room, but success covers over, papers over a lot of those issues. And once things started to go bad, it doesn't feel like he's the guy in charge that you want. He's kind of – I don't know if you saw the gift that went viral again of Hertz being like, dude, like calm down. Like when he's just yeah. like mocking other teams and being like a joke and not yeah. uh, very professional. So yeah, saw that. One other thing I wanted to say was in that chiefs game, we talked about it offline just from the opening kickoff. I mean, the cold, everyone talked uh-huh. about it beforehand, but McDaniels showed up like the Michelin man covered in right. 19 layers. I mean, come on, man. You, you can't, gotta, you, gotta, you, you can't be the coach of the Miami dolphins when all that talks going on. And Andy Reid's got full face out. He's got the walrus icicle mustache going. Just the personification of toughness in a football guy. Meanwhile, Mike McDaniels has got to show the toughness, and he's bundled up. You can barely see his eyes. The second I saw that, I knew it was over. That Miami team was cooked. (laughs) They could not handle that environment. Tua literally looked like he was a standing frozen popsicle and couldn't couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. So it, it was an absolute joke from the start. That team didn't have a shot. Yeah, it was. I saw that. I'm like, huh, it's almost time to double those units on this one once, once they came out of the tunnel. But yeah, yeah, so last week, overall, a great week, especially would have been epic if not for those NFC East joke teams, Cowboys and Eagles. The rest, though, were pretty easy wins. Even that Rams one, they didn't win. But like you said, pretty easy cover, and they had so many opportunities. So we move on to the divisional round. There's only four games. As of now, you're thinking you're only going to play three. That can always change to play all four. As you know, that's what the model backers want and need, but you're not going to lead them into somewhere where you don't have the confidence. The first game you're most confident you touched on already, it's those Detroit Lions. Even though that Rams game was close, their fans deserved it. Come on. It's been 33 years. They deserved to win. They got to win. And now they're favored by six and a half. Model called it at five and a half. It's now six and a half as they're at home taking on Tampa Bay. Yeah, a couple things there. Of course, we try to give as many plays as we can in the playoffs. So other plays in the regular season where we might hold back in the playoffs, we let it rip as often as we can. So we gave all six games last week. We'll try to give all four this week. But like you said, it might only end up being three because you know we're not going to pick it if it's right on the line. Talking about this game for a second, I I was really impressed by the Lions. I think both of those teams were phenomenal. To me, they're clearly the second and third best teams in the NFC after the 49ers. They they really showed a lot on both sides of the ball, especially on offense. I I think that that Rams team, I was ready to ride. I had a future on them. They looked really, really good, like we talked about. It was a coin flip game. Meanwhile, these these Bucs, I mean, the Eagles were so bad, and they were still somehow in that game, like only down a touchdown in the second half. And let's not forget how bad the Bucs were the previous two weeks against the Panthers, only scoring nine points, basically getting shut out against the Saints at home. These games have also been on the road. I'm not counting the Panthers game, a team that got just got the first pick in, in the NFL draft, all right? So now they have to go on the road. Everyone's already talked about how loud that Detroit environment is. Baker is not going to be ready. He's just not going to be ready. The Detroit defense, yes, Matt Stafford threw for 350 but they buckle down in the red zone. And that's all they're going to need to do here is buckle down in the red zone. I don't think Baker gets anywhere near 350, but they just need to buckle down in the red zone. And 
I, I think this Detroit offense is really going to get going against against Tampa Bay. They're going to control the game. It's really a team I really believe in at home with those fans in that environment versus a team that's kind of just happy to be here. And everyone kind of everyone was talking about last week the NFC South is going to show itself. You know, they were nine and eight in the worst division in football. Yada yada yada. Now that they got that win, I'm not hearing that at all this week. It's going to come to show itself this week. And everyone's going to say, these are the Bucs. This is the NFC South that we all thought we were getting. And the Lions are going to win a pretty easy one here. I say 10 points or more for sure. Yeah. And what a sound for sore ears for those Lions faithful. They deserve it. And the team is fun to watch. The coach is so entertaining. And yeah, that's, I mean, as football fans, forget model backers. We just want that team to stay in the playoffs. And the model, thankfully, backs up that desire. And let's ride with Man Campbell and the boys in Detroit. Moving on, it's the Chiefs-Bills rematch of that epic playoff game a couple years ago. We got what we wanted in this matchup. It's Patty Mahomes' first road playoff game ever. Seems impossible, but... When you dominate the AFC West for as long as they dominated, going 13-3 and and whatever for as many years, always getting that one or two seed, this is his first road game. He's going to Buffalo. They're getting a lot of more snow this week. It's looking like game day is going to be okay, but the Chiefs are getting three. You can still grab that line on points bet to take on the Bills. Patty's getting he's getting a field goal. I mean, when Patty gets a field goal, you got to take a long, hard look and say, you know, what's going on here? Why is that? And we we just got to grab that in a game that probably will be close. I mean, getting that three points is huge. It's monumental. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback a lot. He's shown it for the last few years. There's no question about it. And more, more importantly, his defense is way better than the Buffalo defense. That's the key factor here. I should say there's two key factors, but that's that's the biggest one to me by far is the health, especially on defense. The Chiefs D is really locked in right now. And I think they're gonna really cause Josh Allen some trouble. They're gonna at least be able to, you know, keep him in check, keep him to field goals, hold it really tight. And on the other side of the coin, the Bills fans gotta be worried because they got decimated. They were already missing their best linebacker all season. So well, let's start with Matt Milano. Matt Milano was the you know, the captain key of that, of that defense. He went down early this season as, as, you know, one of the best linebackers. Then really the guy who stepped up was Terrell Dotson. He missed last week. We'll see if he can come back, but they were down him. Then their other two linebackers went down last week as well. So they literally had all backups at linebacker. Their corner, Rasul Douglas missed last week. They had another two injuries and Christian Benford um, and one of the other corners went down last week as well. So, I mean, Besides their D-line, the, the entire back seven is on backups right now. Now, we'll see who's going to play, who's not going to play. But looking at the initial injury reports, a lot of those guys were DMPs, did not participate in the initial practices. I mean, that's it's a shit show going against Patty Mahomes. Don't forget another key here people, no one's talking about. They played on Monday. The Chiefs played on Saturday. That's an additional two days rest for the Chiefs. Talk about a stage the Chiefs aren't going to be scared in, a veteran team. Rasheed Rice is breaking out now. You know, he's playing like a rookie first half of the season. Now he's broken out. He's playing like an – I won't call him a vet, but he's playing like a guy who solidified his role and is really starting to show you what he can do. And I have a sneaking suspicion that they've been kind of saving Travis Kelsey these last four to six weeks. 
and he's he's ready to break out. You know, he was going, he was traveling all over the world, middle of the season, going here, going there, drinking the night before a game. I think he's locked in now. It's playoff time. He's a veteran. He knows what it takes. He knows he's got to go three more games and lock in and get it done. And I, I love this play. I love this play. Getting three with everything I just said. I, I think you got to love it. And the offensive line is the last key. I think they have a slight edge on the offensive line as well, the Chiefs. So, I mean, all, all around, I'm, I'm not really understanding why they're, they're getting a full three. They should be closer to a pick them. Yeah, and Kelsey is more than due to break out, right? It's been long enough with that offense just being very mediocre all season. It's been interesting. But when push comes to shove, Mahomes in the playoffs against a banged-up defense, you think that offense is going to do what they need to do to win, especially because the makeup of this Chiefs team, like you said, is different than the past Mahomes years where they had to rely so much on the offense. It's a yeah. dominant defense, straight-up dominant defense. And, By far the best he's had, by far. Which is interesting, right? You almost rather that, I think, as a Chiefs fan because because yeah. when you need to make a play, ultimately you, got, you have faith in Mahomes to make a play regardless of what weapons – are around him and like you said he does have weapons still rice kelsey pacheco playing well so it's not yeah. like they're bereft of weapons on the offense side and either. and he's fully healthy unlike last year when he's doing this all on one leg right so right uh, yeah. right I, I mean, yeah he, he got it he's got everything going for him right now i i think they get past the bills and probably have a, a great showdown matchup with the ravens in, in the championship game Gotcha, gotcha. Before we get to those Ravens, let's go to the dominant team on the NFC side of the ball. Both one seeds have a similar point spread. The Niners are favored by nine and a half at home, taking on the red hot. I'm loving it. Jordan loving the Packers. He's been impressive. Second half of the season, he's uh, he's been a completely different guy. You got to give them all the props in the world. They weren't scared. They went out and took care of business. Obviously, it, it, it could have been more clear that the Cowboys were shitting their pants and the Packers were playing with house money. I mean, I've never seen a game where it was so clear that that was the, the situation and the stakes. Now, I, I think this is, you know, I don't I don't like to give Bill Simmons too much credit because I think a lot of times he, he kind of talks out of his ass. But I'm going to give him some credit with with this theory that he's come up with. And it's the it's be, be a little careful of the team that looked, you know, dominant or too good in round one of the playoffs going into round two. And I think that's exactly what we have here in the Packers, where everyone, I mean, it was, it was a fantastic performance. You got to give it the performance of the week, going to Dallas, going up 28 nothing, absolutely dominating. But now they, now the Niners are waiting and they've been getting fully healthy. And a mere like four weeks ago, everyone was like, this is the most dominant team we've seen in the last like four years until they had that loss at the, you know, against the Ravens, right? Everyone was talking about this team is like, they can't be stopped, both sides of the ball, X, Y, and Z. The, the talk's a lot lower on them now after that Ravens game, but this team is still for real. I mean, they are they are still a juggernaut. Don't forget the bye, the fact that they have the extra week of rest. And Green Bay is now their second road game in a row because week 18, they had to travel to Chicago and they had to get that win in Chicago. So back-to-back -back road games um, now coming in for a, yet another road game in a row, right? I, I just think that, you know, the, the situation and the circumstances there are, are just there. It just sets up too perfectly for the Niners, especially getting under 10 points. You got to think that Shanahan's going to carve up Joe Barry. I, I mean, he's going to slice and dice him, especially with extra time to prepare. Like I said, they're fully healthy. I think they I think this is a route. I think the Niners, the Niners put up a number here. 
the Packers love story is over, but, but, but for them, they're going to be happy, right? This is all they could have ever hoped for in year one of Jordan love. I think it works out perfectly for both sides. The Niners march on. Yeah. Youngest team in the NFL, green Bay, plenty to take away even with a loss in the divisional round to San Francisco. And one thing about that last game against the Cowboys is they won the coin flip. They chose to get the ball. They drove right down the field, scored a touchdown, and then they never were trailing and never was tied after that. So the, it's just a huge weight off your shoulders in the playoffs playing from playing from the lead. And you got to think with this Niners offense with McCaffrey Purdy playing the way he did all year that at some point the Niners are going to have the lead. Right. And then that then we'll really see what the Packers are made of. So what you said makes all the sense in the world. The other side, the other dominant team, as many think we're marching towards that Ravens Niners Super Bowl matchup. But can the Stroud boys put a stop to it? And we're in Baltimore. Ravens are giving nine and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm not happy personally that these teams have to play each other because these are like my two teams that I've been riding all season. I got big futures on both of them, so I'll be good either way. I got a big, big one on the Texans. I uh, got a number at 190 to one that I locked in at some point during the season. So, you know, got to obviously hope for that, but also got a big one on the Ravens as well. I Look, I, I uh, similar story, you know, with the Texans, as I just talked about with the Packers, although not quite the same because the Texans were at home last week. Right. And, and I think, you know, CJ Stroud has proven out to be like, you, you can say he's a top five quarterback almost already. Like that's how, that's how well he's playing and how he's looking. You know, Noah Brown does go down for them. That that hurts as the wide receiver too after they lost Tank Dell. So, you know, you got to be a little bit worried about that. And really on the injury side on defense now, they have a ton of – their entire defensive line is questionable and hasn't been practicing all week. Literally, they got four of them. Jerry Hughes missed last game. Uh, the rest of the guys played. But after that game, they're, they're all questionable. So with all those guys down, they're already missing Jimmy Ward. They're missing Tavio Thomas in the secondary. You know, this Ravens team is is ready to go. If not now, then when, right? I will say this game does scare me with the points a bit. I think the Ravens have shown us time and time again they can be a team that kind of plays with their food a bit and gets the win, but, like, makes it closer than it should have been and doesn't always get the style points. So for all those reasons and with the model spitting out, it's not showing a ton of value with this line. Although it has creeped up from eight and a half to nine and a half, I think that's because of the Texans injuries I mentioned. But we'd love to kind of get a good game here. I, I you know, I, I might stay away from this one because of everything I, I just said. Even though I think the Ravens are primed to just break out and kind of dominate, could also see CJ Stroud just putting up an A plus performance and willing his team to at least keep this game somewhat close. So uh, we will see. The, the one thing I'll also mention: uh, Ravens should be fully healthy. Only got to watch is Marlon Humphrey been a bit banged up. We'll see if he's going to play. And I actually think they get Mark Andrews back for this one, who's been out for like six weeks. So looks like he's returning. Who knows in what role and how. But of course, you know, you get a guy like Mark Andrews back. That, that's a huge boost. Yeah, big boost for the Ravens. And they got the health factor on their side. But that's a TBD, according to the model. So stay, stay close on the Substack. Stay close on X to see if that's official. That's an official play as the first game of the divisional round on Saturday. So those are the four games. Those are the plays. The model looks to stay hot and continue its season-long run on the season, 51 and 46, plus 14 and a half units. And Gates, 
anything else you want to leave the fans with? That's it. I think we got some great matchups this week. We'll see if, you know, there might be a couple of blowouts in there at the Packers, I mean, at the Niners and, and the Ravens. So we'll see what that happens. But I mean, the Chiefs-Bills game, what more could you ask for, right? And the, how many times have these guys, you know, suited up against each other in the playoffs? Love to see it again. The Patty and Josh Allen rivalry continues. Been one-sided the entire history. We think that continues again this year. It's great. Can't ask for more. Let's get the model rolling. Michigan's rolling. Couldn't ask for anything more. Best time of the year. Can't ask for anything more except let's get some good games on Sunday and let's go 4-0. This was the Follow the Model podcast and we're signing off.